And we're live here at the uh, Blue Moose Studios. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Chilling like villains. Yeah. Talking about the three Ps, which are, do you remember? Person, place, and thing. I mean, you're kind of close. Mm, products, products, practices, and perspectives. Okay, okay. Now, now, why why are we going to talk about the three Ps? You know, these people are like, that's such a weird thing to talk about, right? Yes. Uh, one one big word. The, the big C word, Jared, and not the C word you're thinking of, <laughs> oh, yeah. but the C word of culture. So the three Ps are, it's like a, a type of uh, framework to kind of analyze and kind of dig a little bit deeper when we talk about cultures. And uh, here at the Untranslatable Podcast, I think that's a, a big part of our podcast. So uh, it'll be is fun. this another one of your fancy book learning things? It is, yeah. What what class did you learn about this in? Uh, oh, good question. I mean, it was in grad school uh, when I was finishing my master's in German studies. Also, um, are you hot enough on your mic? I feel. I feel. Oh, Do does feel, it seem too low to you? Seems. I. I don't know. Am I just coming in a lot hotter? I think you're just talking more than me. Maybe. <laughs> per usual. Per usual. I think, uh, because, yeah. see, as I keep talking, it fills out. I think you're just talking more than me. Mm. All right. We'll have to change that a little no, bit. No, it's fine. Um, but, I'm listening. But, but yeah, I know you are. I'm not saying you weren't. Um, I'm just teasing you. But yeah, uh, it was in this German class in grad for. school. Um, I think it was probably my... Um, it might have actually been my, my um, language and technology course. I think it was like called LLT eight forty one, if I remember correctly. L- oh, that's a fancy name. Uh-huh, LL yeah. that sounds like a computer. Language learning and teaching. LLT. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so we talked about it because we read some articles about you know how how is how you can teach German culture in the United States. You know, mm. especially for me as an American, you know, I perceive German culture through my kind of American glasses, if you will, right? My American perspective. So you're tainted, no matter what. I mean, we all are, Jared. Well, Let's see, be honest. We've had, we all true. are. We've actually had this conversation relatively recently, talking about can you teach someone else's someone else's culture? Mm-hmm. Kinda, not really. I mean, that that right. it wasn't that deep. I was just asking if you were like a good conduit, if if for like German culture, if that was someone's only experience, right? Well, I think I think the thing about teaching culture is you have to teach about how to talk about it, right? So that's actually kind of why we're doing today's episode, not to get in- incredibly meta here, but mm. the the point is if you can't analyze a culture, how can you talk about it, right? And the sure. three Ps are nice because it's three very concrete things, right? When when our listeners hear products, practices and perspectives, I guarantee you they m- might not fully understand the depth of what all those terms mean, but I guarantee you they have a, a slight idea, right? I mean, a sure. product is just something that that's made in a culture, right? Yeah, um, like a like a rug, like a right. you know, like a fancy, fancy rug. Persian rug, yeah, or, or American cars, you know, that get that there you, you know, go muscle car, V eights, that's yeah. right, you know, um, all, all sorts of stuff, and so but products can go deeper than that, you know. It's also music, films, you know, movies, all that stuff mm-hmm. is, a, is a product of a culture uh clothing that you wear you know uh we've talked about the the kind chinese of, drip yeah the chinese <laughs> drip i got my chinese drip on today although i talked to a friend oh, of yeah, mine check, oh yeah and uh, and she was telling me that a lot of clothes and and i don't know if this is true but what she was saying she's korean and she was saying a lot of chinese style is really influenced by japanese and korean style now the reason why i say that is they on admit this that? shirt no, they would not. Oh, <laughs> but, but at least that's what she said. She's Korean. When we were in China, that's what I, she was saying. I, I'm not saying I don't believe her. I'm just I'd be shocked to hear that from a Chinese person. Right, right. But the funny thing is, on the back of my shirt, there are Korean characters. 
Why would there be Korean characters? Why wouldn't they put Chinese characters? Interesting. So, yeah. Huh. You know, just, just some food for thought. It's interesting. interesting you know? Wow. Um, but see, that's the, that's the beauty of kind of talking about some of this stuff, is you can kind of pull back, you know, pull back the blanket and really see what's underneath a little, right. a little I mean, bit Right. I mean, the Korean more. characters are almost as random as the English ones. It's Correct. like why they put English. Well, right. I, yes. It's like, yeah, hmm. And and yeah, it's all it's all a facet of culture, right? So so we have our products, your practices. You can also look at it as like the what, the how, and the why. So the products are the what, right? The things we make. Mm-hmm. The practices are the how. How do we do it, right? So so you know how do we conduct business, right? Do we shake hands? You know, greetings are are like a type of practice. And then perspectives is the why. Why do we shake hands? You know, why don't we bow? Why don't we mm. salute? You know, why don't we kiss each other on the cheek? You know, there's lots of, you know, but these are all cultural perspectives we have, right? And Americans, we're very fond of personal space, for example, right? Yeah, our Um, bubble. Our bubble, right? But a lot of cultures, they don't necessarily have that luxury. Like if you live in a really crowded city, you know, there were plenty of times when I took the subway in Beijing um, and you're packed in like a sardine, you know? In in Beijing, do do they do like they do in Tokyo where they smash you in there? Why is that so funny? I, I never, I never saw that. Ha- it's funny because it is funny. I mean, have you ever <laughs> seen a video of them doing that? I mean, it's I, yeah, ridiculous. I, yeah. yeah, that's true. It's ridiculous. It, it's too bad that it's it's gotten to that point. But it's Why is it funny. so bad? I mean, is it just so bad that congestion has reached this level that yeah, we we, exactly. have to, we have to live like that's this? that's a, yeah that's our it's kind of gross. I guess if you look at it that yeah. way, it's like right. why, yeah. There's got to be a better right. way. Exactly. Although I will say it, it is better than obviously them using cars. I mean, environmentally, for sure. Yeah, yeah but without, no, but you mean not, not like for one's... Um, if you're into personal like space. Like self-esteem? Well, well no. Not I, self-esteem. I, no. But not, I don't mean self-esteem, but like for one's like a... I think it just changes your, your cultural... I think it's a more... Like we've talked about the U.S. and a lot of Western countries are a bit more collect... Uh, or sorry, are a more individualistic oh, right. and a lot of other cultures. Although I bet you can get some space on a Tokyo subway today nowadays yeah sure i mean i've seen <laughs> pictures my friends have posted in beijing and shanghai on public transit oh really and it's a lot emptier still. oh wow yeah. yeah is it yeah okay yeah that makes sense sure of course it is so of course it is yep but yeah so that's what we'll be talking about today the three p's hey uh, didn't you mm-hmm. say you have a gift for me i do thanks for reminding me yeah i do <laughs> i i thought i remember it was sitting right there yeah, so I have two little things. So for our listeners out there who aren't on our Insta- Instagram, check it out, Untranslatable Podcast. Um, and I had posted maybe a week ago, I think. I have finally gotten all my stuff back from China. Yes. Six months later after Congratulations. leaving. Um, thank you. Yeah. And I had forgotten about all the cool stuff I had at my apartment. And even though they packed it um, for me and I saw them pack it, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I forgot about of course, a lot of stuff. Of course. So if you have checked out our Instagram, uh, you will have probably seen that uh, we did an On the Road Again in Mongolia. And Mongolia was by far mm-hmm. one of my favorite places to visit um, during my time while I was in China. I can imagine. Um, it was amazing. Uh, and I really hope to go back one day. I really do. Um, so one of the gifts, though, we did some presentations at uh, two different universities in Mongolia. Uh, my presentations were on games in the English language classroom and uh, also uh, using music in the language classroom, which are two things I enjoy a lot, games and music. So anyways, as a... Uh, as a parting gift, uh, the one of the universities, and you'll see on the back of these here which one, um, decided to give everyone who participated a little kind of goodie bag as a thank you, right? Mm. Um, and so, you know, obviously as teachers, you know, you, you don't 
do these professional development uh, events for, you know, it's not like I was getting money for it, right? Um, but these little <laughs> things the are, are nice, you know, the, the little <laughs> swag. So I got two. I, I, I have like a booklet of them, and I thought these two would be ones you would like. Oh, wow. Um, I like this one a lot, this, yeah. uh, this one on the right. So I thought, you know, that might be cool for either your office or for something. Yeah, thank you. Um, but if you flip it over, first of all, you can see the traditional thank you. Yeah. If you flip it over, you can see the traditional Mongolian writing on the back. And the cool thing about the traditional Mongolian writing system yes. is it actually is, is it up and uh, down. It's up and down. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Like it's it's it blows my mind that um, you know, it's it's just interesting how different cultures conceptualize writing systems. You know, some go left to right, some go right to left, you know, top to bottom. It's really interesting. You know, it really is. So um, anyways, I wanted to give those to you as a, you know, as a thank you for being such an amazing co-host wow. here at thank the Untranslatable you, Podcast. These are awesome. And uh, yeah, I thought those were kind of cool. So I would I would give you a hug, but that would be socially irresponsible. So here, we can, we can namaste it. Yeah, it's all namaste. good. It's all good. do one of these numbers, right? maybe. I see that a lot of the, the, not the forearm bump, but you're getting close to the yeah, hands. That's, that's I don't gonna, know. Yeah, it's, see, people are getting a little too comfortable Ooh, there. I don't yep. know about that. These, right. I think I'll, I might put one on the fridge, and nice. I might hang one up in my office. And I hope one day... We could do an in-person podcast in Mongolia. That would be awesome. That would how be would amazing. That happen? I mean, I know how it happens. I mean, we, we travel to Mongolia. <laughs> uh, is how that happens. Like do it, do an Asia trip. That uh, would be cool. Mm-hmm. Do it in a gur, one of those uh, traditional uh, houses they have, which are really cool over there. Oh, that's what they call it. Yeah. Well, well, I think a lot of uh, oh, what do we call? I call them a gur because that's a Mongolian word. But the uh, the, oh, the a Russian yurt? word, yeah, yurt. Thank you. But that, that's the that, Russian that word. Offensive. Didn't you tell I, me I that's mean, offensive? It's, it's not offensive, but it's like... That's not what they call it? It's not what they call it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a yurt is what like we would call it, and I believe yurt comes from Russian, if I remember correctly. Right. You um, know, I actually mm-hmm. first learned about yurts because someone wanted to put one up at when they went to Burning Man, so that shows you what I know about yurts. There you go. Right. <laughs> I'm not definitely no yurt expert or gur right. expert. Gur sounds better, too, anyway. Yeah. I'm going with that. Next time someone says yurt, I'll be like, oh, do you mean a gur? I've never... Oh, I've yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so uh, I think if I remember correctly, I should have a shout-out or two. I have say. one, actually. Awesome. Get us started. Yeah. Spread a little love. So um, it's been it's been a wild wild ride here in the United States for the past couple of days. That's to put it lightly. Um, we've seen murders. We've seen people get shot for no reason by the police. We've seen people get shot um, for no reason by wannabe police, uh, and we've seen it go. Um, we've we've seen it go. Uh, Un, uh, unjustly uh, go, go by for many years, and so it's nice to see some of these people that are stepping up, and uh, some of these like uh, famous people and celebrities and big groups that are stepping up and um, and uh, and saying something. I assume you saw all the sports teams that protested. Mm-hmm. The uh, do we talk about that? The, no, but we uh, should. The NBA, the uh, NHL. Yeah. The mm-hmm. as so, MLB. Well, oh, okay, stop. So first, so the National Basketball League NBA for those of you who don't. Oh know, yeah, sorry. NFL National Football League. No, not National Football. Or League. sorry, NHL started, National yeah. Hockey League. Yeah. Right, National Hockey League and uh, MLB Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. So they they had all elected to. I don't know what they, they boycotted or or. I, I mm-hmm. like I I know that some of the um, basketball players were were saying that they were going to go the full 
like rest of the season without right. playing, but I don't think that's happening anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure yet either, but I know that was. But what I do know table. that I, th- mm-hmm. I found was, I, I mean, I like to see the protesting because I, I, I like to see it hit people uh, where where they where it matters the most. And sports in general are obviously always super famous, but they're even mm-hmm. more like like at the center of uh, of the attention now when it's one of our very few forms of entertainment, of entertainment yeah. other than shitty Netflix reality <laughs> shows <laughs> right. that people seem to love. By the way. Um, I haven't I haven't watched Netflix. I was talking to my parents about this. I haven't watched Netflix in like at least a month. Yeah, dude. At this point, I just I just have Netflix for I just pay for Netflix for my uh, for my other people for my partner. My parents use it. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I have watched bits of uh, Love on the Spectrum. I have watched bits of some sort of Indian dating show. Um, there's just a whole. They they find every sort of niche of cultures mm-hmm. and just exploit it with the with the reality show. I mean, they seem entertaining, but they're not for me. Anyway, Tiger King was the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember Carol that? Carol Baskin. <laughs> when it, when all we were dealing with was a, a little pandemic. <laughs> and Tiger King. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so the NBA. So what I do know though is the NBA, the Players Associate Association, agreed to turn arenas into polling places. Yeah, which I thought was a genius idea. Yes, the legal convert franchise-owned and operated arenas into voting locations as part of an agreement with the National Basketball Players Association. Um, uh, the, the, the NBA will work with local election officials. To, oh, that's why. Okay. Pre- November's presidential election and the players. You, uh, not, they announced I, also, I also heard that um, the players will, or, or not the players, but they will also uh, employ the staff who usually work at these places That's what to I do. Was looking for. Yeah, which That's I think great. is great. Yeah, and I think this is great. This is a great actionable protest mm-hmm. for something that's act like voter suppression is not only always it's a, a huge big problem, problem but we're actively seeing like sort of a fight for it in front of our right. faces with the post office. Right. Um. And and I, I and and as someone that doesn't really enjoy going places, I never fully understood like the, why the concept of voting in person would be such a problem right like if people just are wearing masks like how is that like like you don't have to be close to people really right um but now that now that we actually have places where you can go inside somewhere relatively like safely you're not you don't have to be like standing halfway down the block in your city or whatever i think that's a brilliant and it's a great i love this because it's not just a protest even though it is but it's like then we're like actionable things are happening where they're Mm -hmm. like putting their money where their mouth is essentially exactly and and for all the people out there, and it was a lot of people on Facebook, I unfollowed uh, this last week. <laughs> For all of those of you who... Hopefully uh, they listen to this. R- probably not. but <laughs> uh, Probably not. But I'm going to look right in the camera and say this. So mm-hmm. for those of you who say that these athletes should just shut up and play their sport, first of all, they're trying to use their platform for something good. Imagine if you were a part of a group where you faced serious voter suppression. You can't get your voice out. You can't be heard. Um, and instead of, you know, killing people or doing anything, these players are really trying to work for something that I think is very admirable. I don't care what side of the spectrum you are, liberal, conservative, independent, everyone should agree in the United States, at least if you're, if you're an American, you should be able to go vote. Yeah. You know, and it's as simple as that there, you know, but I think it's, I think it's pretty agreed upon that for in a lot of recent history the only way that the republican party has done as well as they have is voter suppression voter suppression and some gerrymandering too yeah yeah which is a form of voter suppression right which is a pretty we like in some pretty blatant ways too so 
Yeah, our system our system is very flawed, and people are trying to fix it, and the ones in power don't enjoy that. Uh, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, you, know. it, you can't just fix it. It's like an ongoing right. sort of fight, you know? Exactly, exactly. But they are fighting the good fight, I would say. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I love to see this. I love mm-hmm. to see this. Oh and, oh, and the WNBA, by the way. I think they're actually one of the earliest teams to mm-hmm. to make some sort of leagues. big statement like this. Yeah, excuse me. Earliest leagues to make like a big a big statement like this. And then they had those shirts. I saw that. Where they had the, like the bullet holes said in the Jacob back. Jacob Blake on the back, yeah. right? And they had some sort of uh, Black Lives Matter related uh, right. saying on the front. Making powerful statements. I like to see it. That's that's my right. shout out. Yeah, it's great. My yeah. shout out, I have one as well. Uh, not nearly as uh, epic as yours, Jared, but I think still <laughs> a good one. It's not a competition. Uh, that's true. That's, we did talk about last episode, you know, not comparing people when you're trying to mm-hmm. push out of your comfort zones. We try yeah. that with our podcast, maybe too. We forgot to mention that, I would try say. Try harder next time, Chad, and maybe you can find a good <laughs> that's uh, right. shout out like I did. That's right. Well, <laughs> trust me, some, some of my sources now, you know, it, it's the same stuff. Yeah. A lot of it's the same stuff. I mean, it's hard. And it's hard now. The um, news, they they right. have their lanes. And, I, and I'm so sad that this is on the screen because this isn't even related to the <laughs> I article was I'm reading. what that was. Uh, anyways, um, so this is uh, coming from <laughs> Chicago. Um, books for cause. So a father-daughter duo has opened up a library in Chicago with 1,000 free books. And they have plans to open other free libraries in the south and west sides of Chicago. Uh, and books for cause is also going to help people uh, uh, help fill empty storefronts that have been hit hard by the pandemic, hmm. um, which I think is fantastic. This is an awesome idea. Um, so uh, Mayana, I believe it's Mayana Lifshitz, um, L-I-F, anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, and her father, Yosef, uh, started Books for Cause in 2009 after seeing textbooks thrown away after one year of use. Since then, hundreds of thousands of books have been donated to their cause, um, which now fills 110 libraries in Africa. So they started this first in Africa, which is awesome. But then when the coronavirus pandemic hit the U.S., they knew the need would grow here too. The father of five uh, opened a a free library in Avondale on North Milwaukee Ave with 1,000 books inside. Every book is completely free. Um, now, I don't know how this works, if like you bring the book back or if it's yours to keep. I have no idea. But either way, I think I'd this imagine is an there's awesome... a, lot, a lot of donations happening. Right. Well, I mean, I have tons of books that, honestly, I could probably donate. Yeah, and I'm not, really a, I'm not really a big rereader of things. Right. But I, but I do like having a full bookshelf, you know? There is something to having that no, full that, bookshelf. That's, that's an ego thing, though, man. My, <laughs> my bookshelves are honestly too Oh, these full. things behind me? That's what right. we need behind us. I was Ooh, telling you, some bear cool back here. We need right. a bookshelf. That's true. Or at least uh, maybe I can. Uh, we edit just have one to. In. We just have to record <laughs> it in my room. And trust me, there'd be plenty of. We could do that. Yeah, there. that's true. But that's true. Know, this setup isn't there. I guess that's only that's, that's only true. difference. If this was like a Zoom call, we could just have that <laughs> background good to go. But then it looks wonky when you I mean, move yeah, around. I mean, yeah, it's not um, the same. Yeah, it really isn't. But anyways, I think this is an amazing cause. No um, fake bookshelves. Sorry. Right. <laughs> right. They gotta be real. That's, right. that's even more pathetic if it's a fake bookshelf. Right. That's true. Have a fake, you know, <laughs> rented Ferrari, and then your fake books. You're good to go. I, uh, I fooled my partner. You know, I like the uh, the AR things were like the. Um like the augmented reality where you can like with your camera play stuff and yeah you get that Lamborghini made, said you like mate you could do it with a with the Huracan Evo so I put one in my neighbor's driveway and I texted it to her I was like neighbors got a new car that's she hilarious. like went out she's like is that I was like it was but the thing it, it wasn't great okay. but oh man I got that, that that was the greatest laugh I've had in a long time that's that's a funny <laughs> one that's a good one well Jared should we uh, do what we do best here yeah let's get into podcast. Them, yeah. All right. 
So for those of you who don't know, that is who? We're using the wrong mouse here, Jared. For those of you who don't know, that is the uh, sound of the untranslatable owl, which is uh, to begin our untranslatable segment, which is idioms, uh, proverbs, axioms, words that don't um, fit easily into uh, English on a one-to-one basis. Uh, and Jared is going to get us started today. I am. You know, if you what do you what do you, what's? Go ahead. I'm going to uh, delete this. Okay. What are you deleting? That's from our last episode. We recorded two chunks. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you, I mean, this is you I can imagine you how it's I a little just, disturbing. I thought it was pretty straightforward, but anyways, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. That was. I only have one untranslatable. I got a couple, so we're good. But um, I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. It is Greek, and it is tafas zilo, zilo. You're going to eat wood. And That's no, I'm not flirting with you. Okay, okay. Well, you didn't say it in a very flirty <laughs> way, so I didn't think you were. Um, I'm a, t- I'm you're a tough gonna eat guy. Wood. Flirt. I mean, is that like like you're going to get a knuckle sandwich? Like you'd be yeah, like, yeah. Be ready oh, wow, for the consequences. That was so obvious, very good. It's very obvious. Hey, you're going to eat wood. I'm going to smack you with something. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. When I think when I think eat wood, I think like someone biting down on wood. Mm. immediately so i thought okay. maybe like you're making a mistake or i don't know i guess you'd still be making a mistake either way yeah having, that's that's true that is true all right hit me up all right my was. first one is um i don't know if you would call this jamaican slang or patois because i thought patois uh, anyways um <laughs> it is a uh, small up yourself smell up yourself small up yourself small up yourself is it just mm-hmm. like give yourself props it's like don't don't be hard on yourself no not at all small up yourself you, you know, we we, bri- cool. we briefly touched on this earlier when we were talking about personal space. Small up yourself. Back, get away from me? <laughs> Not quite. Small Not up qu- yourself. Yeah. What I mean, how would you translate that into English, like like American English? Small up yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like make yourself small. Yeah. Scoot uh, over, okay. move, make yourself uh, small, make room, okay. small okay. up yourself. Oh, I yeah. hear it now. Uh-huh. Now I yeah. hear it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, yeah, okay, I hear it now. Make yourself yeah. smaller, yeah. essentially, so there's space for yeah, small up yourself, or sit down mm-hmm. or something. Oh, okay. You got to say it quick though. That's yeah. S- you small up yourself. Small up yourself, that's man. Like small up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more British. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I'm not good at accents, mm. especially on, on, on in these high pressure situations. That's true. A lot of pressure here. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Oh, yeah, you only had one. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're good. My next one is... I could go to uh, untranslatable.co. You could. A little plug for our friend Amarens that has a lot of great uh, untranslatables. Uh, Anyways, uh, my my last one for you is Haitian Creole. Notice how I didn't say it's Southern this episode this time. Haitian Creole. But that's Uh, how they say it. Is that how they say it? (laughs) That's how my family would say it. (laughs) Okay. No, I don't know. Uh, Okay. Uh, Wap. Wap Con George. (laughs) (laughs) different thing but i mean it is wap Uh, what is what's the phrase again uh wap con george y'all know george wait that's the whole phrase yeah y'all know george oh oh you say wap con george though yeah you'll know george that's the whole phrase so something with you will know george isn't it okay i think it's like you will meet george like you like you'll know george 
Okay, 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 okay. Oh, you you translated. That's what you did. Yeah, At yeah, first yeah. I thought that was all you like. No, I translated. No, I, th- I thought that was no, part tr- of the. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I translated. I was like, that's all one phrase. No, the phrase is Wap con George. Okay, okay. Wap con George. Wouldn't it be Jorge? Here it says J O J. Oh, okay. George. I think that was George. Okay. I like that name. That would be a good name. That's George. a cool J O J. It's not George. It's George. <laughs> George. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I need the the literal again. Uh, uh, you'll you'll know George. You you'll know you will know George. You will know George. Okay. You can understand how that kind of sounds like Spanish too. You'll know George. Um, you you will know. It's like oh, is it like a, is it like the same thing? I'll show you. I'll I'll punch you. Yeah, I'll sh- it's like you'll see Jesus essentially. I mean, yeah, it's basically like with George. Yeah, be careful. Or you're gonna. I'll show yeah. you George. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, you're gonna get the <laughs> yeah the backhand. You know. Is that how you threaten? <laughs> That's right. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the classic like parent threat is like the. You know the backhand. I think even more though was the the three two one countdown. Oh yeah, that's popular in you know? um you know some households. But hey, speaking of which, that is actually a good little segue into our three P's mm. topic today because that is a different how to discipline children is very different I think in very different in different cultures. That's true. I feel like in the Western world now, it's become very frowned upon to like spank your child. Yes, yeah, so right? since like maybe maybe like since the two thousands maybe. Right. It's now sort of like right. a like very frowned upon. Right. I- exactly. And and I but mean, there's still those people that are like, my parents uh, beat me. Look at me. I turned out great. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I think you need to uh, look a little deeper into the mirror, sir. Th- that's fair. <laughs> but at the same time, though, I mean, it's it's just interesting how. Um, you know, perspectives change over time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I feel like I have some, some, you know, friends that are from, you know, South American countries where, you know, they might get a beating, you know, it's a joke, but they might get that chancla, mm-hmm. you know, from, from grandma or mom. Yeah. But it's, or, or, or even auntie. Yeah. The know? reason why everyone can laugh at that is because they're all, they can all re- relate with it. Right. You know, when I first heard, you know, I had a, fe- when you said the repeats to me, I had a feeling this would be some school shit because <laughs> I, um, well, you I, were, I hope you title this episode, the three P's, some school shit. You probably can't talk about that, but that I can put funny. a star on the, um, oh, there. <laughs> that's a, that's great. Oh God. That's too funny. All right, some school shit. I got to remember that. Okay. I knew this was some school shit <laughs> because um, when I, when you were you know learning about these three Ps, I was across the hall in my marketing class learning about the uh, three Ps of marketing. Are you familiar with those? I'm not. What are they? Those are product, place, oh, four Ps. Mm. Product, price, place, promotion. Okay, that's okay, the that first thing sense. that came to my okay. my mind, and actually kind of similar mm-hmm. to uh, to the three P's of, of culture. And and so when I heard that, I was like, this must be that seems like a very academic thing to do. Mm-hmm. Also, is to like give it like you got to figure out the, the three words that start right. with the same letter in order mm-hmm. to make it like a thing to teach. Of course, you know, like a teachable bite. I mean, as the as the Germans say, it's the uh, the Eselsbrücke, the donkey bridge. What does that What does that mean? It means it's a way to help you remember or learn. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eselsbrücke. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I have. Bridge. Actually, a hundred. You probably have. Heard yeah, from you probably. Maybe. Well, it was one of those times when you when you weren't quizzing me on how to say this in German, and then I, <laughs> and then I pulled I pulled one out of my back pocket for you. But um, yeah, so, it is very academic though, for sure. But I do think it's it makes talking about abstract things a little little bit more accessible. 
you know? Sure, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, it just, it, it makes, yeah, because you can, it does make it, give it a very easy way to, to break down on like a fundamental level, like what a culture is in different places. It just makes it easier to mm-hmm. talk it out. Like, for example, let's do the three Ps of Michigan. Could we do that? Is that possible? Of course, very All easily. Right. So if we're talking about culture in Michigan, one of the Ps is products. Yep. Verner's. Oh, I for think sure. Fago. Yep. Um, better made chips. Better I'm made. Pretty sure, yeah. are made in Michigan. Um, I would say these are all sort of. Uh, oh, uh, like a, like a Coney dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would say making me hungry, sort of Jared. Stop Staples it. of Detroit mm-hmm. in our culture. Uh, we've got to be missing a lot of stuff. Uh, cherries, like Traverse City yeah, cherries. Apples. Uh huh. Michigan wine. I think yeah. and beer. I mean, it, it. Yeah. I think we have good quality stuff here in Michigan. Okay. To be honest. Product. Oh, cars, bro. Oh yeah. How we're just we we're just thinking about food and drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's say, almost lunchtime. I'm starting to get hungry. I'd say uh, hungry. the big three: Ford, GM, and Chrysler are a yep. big part of Michigan's culture. Culture. Yeah. Everyone culture, knows economy. That, yeah. That, everything that has some sort of connection to them. Right. Also, also for Michigan, um, it, when I think of products, I think of music and and Motown. Music yes. is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like him or not, you got Kid Rock. Uh, <laughs> I do like Eminem. I don't have know? a problem with Eminem. You know, he's we, definitely less content. He's definitely less like contentious than a uh, Kid true. Rock. That's true. <laughs> um, you know, Ted Nugent. If you're really into that kind of thing, but I prefer to not. Um, oh man, I never but, thought I'd miss Kid Rock. So much. <laughs> no kidding. Right? I mean, he's like the older, crazier, kookier, <laughs> crazy true. uncle of Kid Give Rock. Give Kid really. Rock another twenty years, and it's gonna be the same thing. Basically, yeah, sounds like it. Um, let's see here. Who? Who? Uh, what other stuff? Um, yeah, cars, obviously. Mm. Music. Um, I'm trying. Oh, you know what? Michigan U-turns, my man. Is that you think that's a big part of our culture, though? I mean, well, it's a thing. I'd say I'd say even more if we're talking traffic. Even more than that, our roads, potholes. Yes, yeah, especially yeah. in this area. Mm-hmm. But that, I'd say that's almost a cultural thing. Like, right? Like oh, you it can is. Bring that up with anyone. All the jokes, like an inside joke oh, that yeah. we like to joke about. Like yeah. the like the summer flowers, a traffic cone. Although now, you know? Sid, uh, Sydney and I, my our, my partner, we argue about who's got the worst. Uh, roads, and I think we've come to the agreement that Michigan has the worst, or at least you know this area we live in has the worst roads consistently. Yeah. So you get a lot more of that. Oh, for sure. And there are potholes and stuff. I feel like everyone who lives in Michigan has hit a pothole and their soul has just briefly left their body. Oh, of course. But the thing about Philadelphia is it doesn't have that consistently bad, but especially in the city, there it's pretty regular that you're gonna cross at least a few potholes that'll that'll end your car's life like right. like emphasis on the whole part of pothole right. so they have like I've a lot more pictures, just like yeah. gigantic like how is this even allowed legally to be in the street kind of things right. and not just that consistent sort of terrible road mm-hmm. so it's a different sort of t- bad road but i'd say, say either way bad roads is a big part of our culture sure. we, we talk about All it right. a lot so we got the p the first p done mm-hmm. i would say product yeah i mean we, we could go on that. and on sure sure uh, practices michigan practices this is a big one now that's maybe where the u-turn could come in because i think maybe how i think how traffic flows it, it kind of says a bit about a, about a culture yeah well i would say that's more that the driving itself would be the practice but, but like then. but like look at like like uh, New York City, or mm-hmm. look at Beijing, and if you or, or or you know or New Delhi or something, right. you see traffic there, right. and it sort of it sort of goes along with the hustle and bustle of the city. The way that it's mm-hmm. like, like people are just trying to get where they're going, and they don't really care what is happening. You know, right? Yeah. I oh, think, I have another one for yeah. you. If you okay. hit um, this one right here, you see this button. You uh-huh. can it'll it'll pop back to you and continue oh, cool. flowing Thank along. You. There's another one for you. Um, so I would say I would say 
I, I do think of traffic as like a um, what was the P we're on? I forgot. Oh, practice. practice. As like that that mm-hmm. says a lot about a city. I would say though another practice um, would be uh, I think Americans. I hate to say this, but like my when I go when I hop in the, the car of like a German friend or a Czech friend, mm-hmm. I think Americans our cars are so dirty. Like my, my yeah. mine mine isn't even perfect. You know, I have some crap in my car that I should probably yeah. throw away. The, I don't you know? wash my car ever. Right. So and, my my car visually never looks good. Right. <laughs> and and yeah, I have receipts and other crap in my car that's just laying around. You know. Yeah. Um, well, there's a higher standard. Much like how we don't have, you know, we don't have inspections here at all. Some places in in the U.S. I mean, in Michigan specifically, we don't have inspections. Some places in the U.S. we have various levels, but in places like that you just mentioned, like Germany, I think it kind of goes along with they already have like super high standards of, of like how your car has to be operating. Right. So they, they I think that it just there's a, it just adds to another level of care about the product when you mm-hmm. have that level of you have to to even be able to have it on the street, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that's that's another practice. Um, I think a very Michigan or Midwestern practice is kind of the Midwestern goodbye, especially when people mm. were seeing friends a lot more, where, you know, you're like, all right, like, well, first of all, you got to slap your knees and, all right, I think we got to <laughs> get going. Um, but but the talking, late. right, yeah, the yeah, talking and talking saying, until, yeah. you, like, oh, I hated that when I was a kid when you were with your parents. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, um, you know, my family's Southern, too, so there's a lot of that in there, too. Where you get they like go around to each individual person, say goodbye, and yeah. my 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 move is always the sneak out, right? <laughs> the Irish goodbye. Irish goodbye. There's 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 so many different ones of that kind of same idiom in so um, many different languages. Another popular Michigan one that comes to mind for me would be euchre, as far as a practice. Mm. Just uh, it's a very com- like it's a very common go to card game around right. here. And I'd say if you were to be like name a game that every uh, or cornhole, for that matter, that every sort of Michigander knows how to play. I would say that euchre would be one that, even if it's not true, would be probably one that people would assume. Yeah. I, I think another practice in Michigan, too, is I feel like a lot of people who live here, especially ones that have been there here their whole life, you see a lot of people with uh, pride for Michigan. You know, they have yes. like a Michigan, you know, bumper sticker or they wear yeah. a shirt. Or one of the Michigan ones where it's holding a gun. Have you seen that? I'm, of course you've no. seen that one. You uh-uh. live Oh, really? you haven't? I've, by the way, I haven't seen a lot more Trump mm-hmm. stickers around uh, Around recently. here? Not this neighborhood okay. specifically, but on my way here, uh, some of those farms. Did you see the one I have on my car? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's gigantic. I couldn't mm-hmm. miss it. I saw you driving your Harley down the freeway. That's right. That's right. That was me. And <laughs> You're my... like, shoot, Chad's on, Jared's on his way. I need to beat him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um uh, so what were we talking? Oh yeah, Pride for Michigan. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like a, it's like that the hand is like there's a gun sort of in it and it's oh in the mitten. Okay. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of Pride for Michigan for sure, for sure. Practices is a little harder, especially when you're talking about a state. I would say that there is a lot of enjoyment around. Um, how how how, do, how would I sum up sort of our enjoyment of nature here? Do we have an enjoyment of nature? Oh, yeah. Four seasons. There's definitely something with four seasons. Yep. I feel like it's I not feel even like fall gets a really special place in a lot of people's yes. hearts. I feel I feel like we're we're a very four season or like we care a lot about those four seasons. Right. It's and nice to have something. Them. Also, I think is that we all. Oh, is this? Oh, no, I feel like now I'm wondering if I'm getting into perspectives a little bit. Well, keep talking. You might be. But I'm that's thinking okay. of like um like we all sort of know someone for the most part. At least when I was a kid, that it was like lived on water, like lakes was oh, a big yep. part of our yep. uh, leisure activities. Yep, that well, I think that blends, and this is where it gets a little a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, is that 
even culture itself is very abstract. So, you know, we use these three P's to break it down and talk about it, right? right. Products is easy because that's yeah. like a tangible, it's tangible physical thing. For the most part, yeah, right. it's usually tangible. Whereas, yeah, practices and perspectives, you're, once again, as I said, you're pulling back the blanket. You're digging right. deeper. It's that's like, this why is it's... what I do, but why do you do it that way? And that, exactly. those lines Exactly. And I think a lot of people in Michigan, yeah, we do really like the water. You know, I grew up, my grandma had a place on a lake, you know, pontoon boats are awesome you know Mm -hmm. chilling on a pontoon boat enjoying yourself uh yeah i think it's a big big thing and yeah and as you said most people know somebody who knows somebody who has a boat or access to water a big part of any sort of i'd say probably almost every culture in the world is sports the sports Mm -hmm. that that you know like a lot of southern places are known specifically for football that's like a big part of their culture right i'd say here it's probably mostly probably football too mm-hmm. is a as a pretty big part of our culture even like and it's not even just like rooting for the lions or something like that but i'd, I'd say it more the culture comes more from like college and high school levels yeah. and yeah. like and like you can see how serious football is not by maybe the love for the professional team or even the college team but like how serious those people like people, like if you go to like texas or something like that or alabama they take high school level. games like serious yeah, yeah. like it's it's an event it's it, oh yeah and um it's a and big so, event yeah and it kind mm-hmm. of is here too not as big as uh, like in a lot of southern places i would say but i'd say we make an event i mean not, i don't really but we as a whole here in michigan yeah yeah i would say so i think another interesting perspective um that that we have in michigan you know and so this is kind of the why right why mm-hmm. why do we do things i think i think a lot of michiganders for the most part um, at least around where I live, are very um, friendly. At least before all this pandemic happened, you know, it wasn't uncommon for people to, you know, have small talk, you know, like yeah. make small talk when you're like in the line in the grocery store and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I can imagine um, out here, you're probably, or, or like your parents are probably running into people at right. the grocery store. Well, I mean, I even still see people I know quite often. Like you know? from, from high school? Well, high school and just people, people you know, people you know who you know from, like, oh, yeah. Just other stuff, you know, if you've been around a place, you know, I've been in and around Dexter now for over, you know, 25 years. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah. yeah. You get to know people and and a lot of people here tend to stay. I've never really had a situation like that where I've had such a connection to my neighborhood. Right. Just because I've moved around so much. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it doesn't bother me, but I, I, but I, I, I never had that like, um, you know, like even when I came back to to uh, American high school for the last two years, mm-hmm. like I could definitely kind of feel like an outsider just because I was like, these people know each other from like middle school and right. elementary school. Yeah, it probably feels weird to be put in that situation, I would yeah. imagine. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of get used to it. You, you know, it's it, f- it didn't seem as bad, actually, mostly because the last new school I went to was moving to Germany. Right. So it's like, yeah, going back to a normal American school, I, I'm pretty used to that. That's, that's yeah. normal. I could do this. Right. <laughs> I, I think the other thing too is uh, with perspectives, um, in in like a place, especially like a small town like this, is that I think a lot of people stay here and, and don't leave, mm-hmm. and I think it's common in, in a lot of small towns in a lot of different countries, um, and some of it could be financially. You know, I mean, I know it's I'm pretty sure it's cheaper to live here than in Ann Arbor, for example. Um, and Ann Arbor is not that far. You know, it's kind of a big city where, where we are in Michigan. That's where U of M is, you know, and, yep. and there's a lot of cool stuff in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's interesting, too, though, you know, also how, like, it, to me, it seems like at least while I was in China, it seems like a lot of people tended to live more and migrate more towards the cities because that's where more work opportunities were. Uh, it's a different quality of life. But they also have a different perspective, 
to work than we do. Sure. Because I because it's also in China, at least I'm basing this off of one documentary I saw, American Factory, but it seems like it's way more common for them to to go where the work is, but then they I think they have it like it seems like they have a strong connection to their home in the sense that they're like, Well, I'm gonna go wherever work is, but I'm gonna leave my family here and me right. the single breadwinner is gonna go three hours away to a different city and stay there mm-hmm. during the week because that's where the money making is. But I yeah, like I feel like that's right. not uncommon. Mm-mm. No, I mean I I knew well. Well, I that's know. also part of like the New Year thing. Like that's when everyone goes home. Quote, right. Quote. Exactly. Exactly. So I think I think it's this idea of home is also different in different cultures too, right? Like yeah. Like in in America, I feel like for the most part, um, a lot of people, you know, when you know we talked about it earlier, you know, me being twenty eight. And being back at my parents, you know, right now it's it's a little odd just because, you know, I'm a grown man, you know, and I'm back living with my parents. Yeah. Um, I, and, go, go ahead. No, please. But, but a lot of Asian cultures, it's not that uncommon to be, you know, I, I met a guy in Beijing who he was in his mid-30s, lived with his wife and his parents, mm-hmm. uh, and they lived in one big apartment. And, and you know, and, and his, his parents took care of their children. You know, while they were at work, and, and I mean, yeah, I'm sure they went to daycare or kindergarten or something, but a lot of the time, the grandparents take care of the kids. Whereas here, I mean, yes, I'm not saying grandparents in the U.S. don't, you know, see or take care of their grandkids, but it's a different culture. Sure. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I. Um. Shoot. What was I gonna say? Uh, I was listening, and I. You're talking about family, out. right? Yeah. Um. Oh, I've gotten to the point now where I call. Um. Like, I, I kind of call, like, Louisiana or Baton Rouge my home. I've never mm-hmm. lived there in my life. I've been right. there a bunch, obviously. Mm-hmm. But just because, like, I've moved around so much, it's in, Michi- in Michigan, especially now that I, I'm, I, I've, gone, I've left Michigan and I come back with even less of, like, my friendship circle here uh, since they've all moved to various places right. for the most part. Like, I don't have that same sort of connection with this place being my home anymore to the point where now, like... It seems weird sometimes when I say it, but I just call like Louisiana home because that's where all my family is. And whenever I do any sort of family gathering, you know, whether it be Thanksgiving or Christmas, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going. Right. And it's like I don't know. That's 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 kind of just what that's like home to me. I guess at this point is not even like a location. I guess it's just like where, where we're, family we're is. All, yeah. It's, yeah. What is that? Isn't that some sort of restaurant? Probably uh, lo- <laughs> slogan, probably like uh, um, probably <laughs> like an Olive Garden or something. No, I was maybe, or I was thinking maybe Cracker Barrel. You could see Cracker yeah. Barrel having like a slogan like that. When you're here, you're with family or something. Right. Yeah, something or like even that. KFC. Honestly, although we know theirs is finger licking good, but still, I could I could hear the Colonel saying, "When you're here, you're with family." You <laughs> know, or something like Colonel that. does is the Colonel been cartoonized in, in in any of the ads? I haven't seen that. Probably. 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 I mean, probably. I, I just haven't seen it. I haven't right. seen it. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, let's do. Let's do one more location. You think okay. of one. What? What would be a fun well, have place we, have we covered? Repeat? Have we covered? I want to talk a little bit more about perspectives first, just because okay. I don't know if we've. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I'm know if we've you. unearthed really. I think we've covered products. I mean, products is pretty clear. Yeah. Practices, I think, is also pretty clear, right? Like the, about to sneeze. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right. Uh, and so the the uh, practices are more like you know um, how we do things. Very right? polite. Yeah, manners. Yeah, manners mm-hmm. and politeness. Right. You know where I think that mm-hmm. politeness comes from a lot of time is I think it has a lot to do with the four seasons, and I think it has something to do with with um, sort of that potential that winter potential to die at any moment kind of thing. And I think there is sort of this natural like 
like they're like you we we have to we have to put on some sort of face of of like of friendliness because it's either that or someone's car is broken down on the side of the road and you just let them die kind of right and, and obviously that's a little drastic but it's kind of true it's true no, and it i think i think true. some of the like the fact i think some of that cold weather you can die at any moment feeling kind mm-hmm. of adds to like sort of this fake politeness that we have right. where it's like yeah you don't want to be an asshole because you, you might slide off the road and be hoping that this person i don't know with the with the trump sticker would help you or something like that you right know? so maybe it's just like it's just like for your own personal survival let's just all be polite here which is mm-hmm. a natural i think human thing in general is i mean who knows right but politeness is different in different cultures right you know it's perceived um, differently the idea ex- exactly of, yeah like exactly. ours is seems very kind of fake to right me, and ge- gestures is another practice you know yeah. what gestures are appropriate you what know, are inappropriate when i hear this it seems like midwestern and southern cultures are very similar i'm getting a lot of similarities well i here. think that i think politeness well i think because of industry i think there was a lot of southerners who came north that's true if i remember correctly yeah that's true i mean they call ipsilani ipsy tucky i mean in general for black people like Places like Chicago and uh, you know a lot of those big northern cities mm-hmm. that have large populations Detroit. of black people. A lot of them were just like fleeing, fleeing the South or trying to right. get better opportunities. So, right. I guess that ma- yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They bring that culture with them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So let's. So so I think yeah. Practices, as we said, yeah. Manners, gestures. That's the that's the how, and the perspectives is the why. Why do we do things? And you right. just covered the why. Well, I covered one of them, mm-hmm. sure, but there's got to right. be more. I mean, well, that's the thing is this is where really you have to really, for lack of a better term, put on your thinking cap. Yeah. Because like perspectives, like really understanding why we do stuff, you have to kind of be introspective, not only about yourself, but the culture around you. And uh, and why do we, mm-hmm. why do we eat the foods that we do here in Michigan? I think it's comfort. I think a lot of it's comfort. I think it's, mm. it's. Like it's fast, it's easy, it's comfort. A lot of like traditional Michigan foods, right? Like Michigan style pizza. Uh, you know, yeah, dude. Like, like, like you know, I'm getting <laughs> really hungry. Point. Um, Coney uh, dogs. Like I feel like there's so many dishes and food here that we eat. Um, you know, pasties, right. which not, are like that meat pie thing, basically. Or even punchkis. Right. Right. We're not known for healthy foods here in the, in the Midwest in general. Yeah, that's true. Right. It's, and yeah, I think also of some stuff. of that is sort of that, once again, it goes back to that uh, cold weather thing. I think it is and sort farming. of farming. Yeah. And farming, sure, too. Sure. A lot of the heavier. I mean, even yeah. like uh, I was talking about that with some friends of mine in the Czech Republic. That's why a lot of traditional Czech dishes are so heavy. Mm-hmm. And they have those dumplings that like I could only eat like a couple of them, you know. But Czechs can eat, like, I saw one of my students who was a skinny kid yeah. put away, like, 14 <laughs> of them. And I was yeah. just like, dude, how do you do this? But uh, anyways, the funny thing is is that um, is that th- they said the same thing. It was because of farming. You know, back then they really needed all those calories because they were working right. their butts off sure. out in the fields all day long. Sure. Yeah, like, at one point, the way that they ate actually made sense. I wonder, I wonder if one of the reasons... Uh, in Michigan, we love our cars so much is because it is kind of seen as kind of like a, I mean, I think cars in general are seen as a very American thing, but I also wonder if the why is because um, I think it's kind of, it shows innovation, it shows um, willingness to um, try new things, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand. It's 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 like, it well, it's, and it's our contribution to like the world like right. fago and verners and better made is not our contribution Michigan, yeah. to the world right but like and, we, and it's like like these companies that are based in michigan um are, are like are, are 
are crucial to the automotive industry. So I think mm-hmm. it's it, like it's very cool. And, and and as I said before, we all know someone that has some sort of connection to the automotive industry. Yep. And so it, in a weird way, it not even a weird way. It makes perfect sense to me that we all sort of feel that pride because it's like mm-hmm. we kind of all in you know in a weird way have like something to do with it you know right and so it makes sense to me and and i think here in michigan there really is sort of like almost um <coughs> like a, a level of s- status kind of mm-hmm. thing um and and i and, and i definitely feel like we talk about cars more here than than they did at least when i was in philadelphia right <laughs> probably it would, they it would just, make sense it was just more people in people that don't even really care about like wouldn't even call themselves car enthusiasts will be like right. oh well, you know nice jeep or whatever sure yeah, uh, yeah. and I, th- I think it's just more ingrained in everyone here yeah i i would agree 100%. or even you where it's like um for real really no reason you know you you mentioned to me a couple weeks ago how you were thinking about looking into like new cars and prices and stuff mm-hmm. and you know you're not against it it doesn't seem like it but there does seem like some sort of weird push in you where you still need to buy an american car yeah yeah i kind of feel that way 100%. Yeah, I noticed that. And I'm like, yeah. and in my head, I'm always like, well, why don't you just find the best one? Right. But like, even like uh, our buddy Chris, he's doing this, doing the same thing, looking for cars. And he has the same thing where he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't want anything non-American. And I was like, you know, most Toyotas and Hondas are made in the U.S. today anyway. He's like, yeah, right. but it's like, it doesn't even, but it's still this, this perception that yeah. we have. Yeah. And I think it's tied to the Michigan identity. For yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to do something now, though, Jared, because I think we have uncovered these, I think, to the point where we, we really can without getting into, like, scholarly articles or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely don't have those resources up. Um, but I think it would be fun to do, like, a speed round where we'll, we'll start yeah. with products, yeah, we which can't is go the easiest. Deep. Um, and I'm, I'm going to name a place or a country, country or city or whatever, and I want mm. you to tell me what products come to mind okay what okay. what things uh, and and then we can talk about the place a little bit and and see if we can scratch the surface a little bit more right mm-hmm. so we'll see so um all right so let's start with uh products tell me what comes to mind when you think of um of canada maple syrup okay that's that's a big one anything else products i think of um <sighs> hmm, that's hard I, I got i mean i i always feel weird saying this because poutine Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, poutine, which is like fries with cheese curds and gravy, mm-hmm. which I, I really like. Um, I'm get we I'm getting so hungry, <laughs> so hungry after this episode. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, poutine. I think of as well. Um, I feel weird because this is really a person, and I feel weird saying a person under a product, but they're a musician. Uh, but Shania Twain, she's Canadian. Oh yeah, Justin Bieber's Canadian. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm st- product is difficult. Right. You know? That that's a tough one. What about what about uh, practices? You know, you've been to Canada. We've we're very close to Canada, being from Michigan. Um, what what kind of practices do you think they have in Canada? Uh, politeness, obviously, is like yes, a popular it's a big one stereotype. that we, we joke yeah. about here. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious that we joke about politeness too. It's right. like, you guys are so nice. What losers! Right. We're just uh, <laughs> we're just all assholes here in America, Jared. That's why we're just all assholes. Um, I would say um, another. Now, what about like uh, universal health care? I feel like that's sort of like a is that a perspective? More of a perspective on on like how we should treat people. I think it, once again, I think it mixes in a little bit of both, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Because that's, at least for me, when I think of Canada, that's something that comes to mind. Right, yeah. Um, I also think of... Um, Hockey as a product, uh-huh. probably. I also think of beautiful nature. Canada, in yes. terms is of nature, is gorgeous. Make that, say that's a product? Pro- I mean, I guess technically, yeah. 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 Because it's not a practice. Right. Yeah. I think the practice would be how people interact with the nature. 
You yes. know, do they take care of it? Yes. You know, do they do they go hiking? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, good. That was a good start. All right. Uh, oh, Russia. Products, I think vodka. I think, um, now this is weird, but I think shitty cars. So okay. I think like... Uh, like beat up, modified cars? Or? Sort of like those, like, I think of like those 80s, 70s, Soviet like era, yeah, era like kind of cars. Okay. Or like a Yugo, even though it's not even Russian. I think that's Serbian or something like okay. that. But like, um, I think of... Um, I think of uh, for why well, I think of uh, those ch- those churches. Oh yeah, yeah, the Orthodox the, uh, yeah churches. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, what are they? Are they big seafood people over there? What are they? What's the popular food in Russia? Well, well, see, that's the problem. You know, Russia is so huge; it depends where you live. That's true. I mean, but, but I mean, a big delicacy over there is caviar. Oh really? Ca- oh yeah, Russians love caviar. I did not know that. If you go to, I mean, all the Russian restaurants that I was in in Beijing. Most of them had caviar and some seafood dishes. When I think of Russia, I think of um, they like like cold salads, and I I don't mean yeah. like a I don't no, mean I like a like mean. a vegetable salad. I mean like a there's like eggs and fish and other stuff in it. Yeah, um, beets. I'm uh, not a fan. Yeah. So so, so also in a cold climate, it seems like a weird <coughs> combination. Yeah, I would want something hot, <laughs> piping hot. Yeah. yeah, not a cold, um, wet salad. When when, when I think of uh, Russians, though, actually, I like, don't know a lot of products. Though I right. feel like I need more than vodka and well, shitty cars. Well, when I think of Russia, I think of um, resources like oil and gas. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, like that's a really big yeah. one. Um, when I think of uh, Russia, I also think of um, like I think Russian people actually. It's funny in the U.S. They're they're given they're portrayed as these very cold. You know, evil villain. Mm. You know, Dimitri is coming to to kill you. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's very dark. But the funny like thing in is, the mob or something. Right. <laughs> but the funny thing is, the Russian people that I've met have been some of the most lively, funny. You know, would have a good time. And mm. I'm not saying all Russian people are like that. You know, and these were Russians I met in China and and in the Czech Republic. So I think also that being said, you know, it takes I think a different person to also I mean, go to a different country. I had a few Russian friends when I lived in Germany. I mean, we were kids, but they they were all perfectly fine to exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I they think didn't a lot seem of like that, they were going to kill me. <laughs> right. And they probably didn't and they probably weren't like cold and standoffish uh, like they're they portrayed. They probably weren't going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, so so I think of I think of um, you know, Russian people that I've met have been really lively, but also maybe not the men so much, but it seems like like through Russian literature, like they're, they're very kind of mm. s- sensitive, but not yeah. sensitive in like a whiny way, but like sensitive, like <laughs> but in they touch are known with, for like great art. Right. Yeah. yeah like great, great music, great art. Music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Isn't um, Tchaikovsky, he's Russian? Yeah, Tchaikovsky, um, all sorts of Shostakovich is another big yeah, one. Yeah, so they are known for, for art. Exactly. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, what about um, China? Um, products. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say food. They, I mean, they have such a varied... Chinese food, yeah. But but they are known for having one of like the widest cuisine. So I just think the, the variety in cuisine is, is oh, one. I miss Chinese food so much. Um, products, to me, I definitely think knockoff. Yeah, uh, sure. They are the... They are the home of of the most impressive knockoffs mm-hmm. you'll ever find. And I mean, I have a. And speaking of which, now that I've got my stuff back from China, I have a, I have a North Face jacket that that's a knockoff. Honestly, I, I mean, I haven't seen the American version or the the real version, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you they're probably almost spot on. Yeah, I and really, what it. you're trying to do is <clears throat> is 
essentially fool them with the with the logo because the actual jacket quality is probably the exact same. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a good jacket, exactly. Uh, so and and my mom used to go to China a lot for work, and we used to make a list of of knockoff stuff yep. that we wanted her, and she could get like a whole suitcase full for like a hundred a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. You just have to know how to bargain and haggle have, over there. She, yeah, she. I mean, she didn't, but she had like a person that right. she would. Uh, anyway, Ooh, that's an interesting aspect of culture, though. Is is um, like buying and selling stuff. Mm. You know, like, do you haggle or, you know, I think a lot of Americans we prefer, and I would even argue a lot of Americans would yes. rather pay more and not have to bother haggling. Yeah. But, I would but be like, but like in some places, like, for example, I've been to uh, uh, Morocco mm-hmm. and, um, like it was like it was a sport for them. They loved it. They enjoy it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my oh, they're almost surprised if, if they're like, "How much? This much? Here you go." And they're like, "What?" Right. They're like, "Really? <laughs> You're going to pay that?" <laughs> right. Right. Well, well, you know, we had our guest on a long, long time ago, Annabelle. Uh-huh. She is a professional haggler, man. I when I can we, imagine that she's we, a good talker. Yeah, we were at the the like the silk market in China. Um, which is like this, basically like this mall, but it's all knockoff stuff. Mm-hmm. And you should have seen her in the cashmere section <laughs> talking this woman down. I, I can imagine you being like, no, come on, take it. That's a fine price. R- I, no, come on. This like, why are you trying to argue? Right. And, and she sense. was, ar- exactly. She was arguing like, yeah, she, you know, the woman said like 55 and she was like 50, she's like 54, 50, you know, like, yeah, it was just pay her please. Yeah. And it's like 20 cents, but for some people, yeah, it's more the, the sport of it. I yeah. myself, yeah, I'm, I'm not, a and good I don't haggler. think, I don't think, it, like it, in those cultures, I don't think you're offending them by do, by even doing that because that's no. part of it, right? Although I will tell you, when I when I bought that jacket, that was that was pretty crazy. So so Annabelle went in to find a jacket for herself, and you know I, I walked in and was looking around, and mm-hmm. I didn't have a jacket. I figured I could buy a knockoff or a cheap one in China, so why bother packing one, right? So. Um, so, and it was about to be fall, you know, it was like early September. It was, you know, getting cooler. Uh, No, it was October. It was actually my birthday. It was October. Mm. And I was like, and I think I had like a couple hoodies not gonna uh, cut and, it, and and a blazer, and yeah, and I'm not gonna wear a blazer with a hoodie over top. That just looks goofy. <laughs> so, anyways, so um, I, I had seen this, you know, fake North Face that was just all black, kind of plain. But I was like, that, you know, that looks nice. Would go with basically everything. And she and she saw me looking at it. Of course, she takes oh, it'll fit you. I'm not gonna do the accent. But, you know, Thank she was you. like, <laughs> she was like, you know, it'll fit you really well. Um, you know, try it on. So I try it on, and I'm like, oh yeah, this fits really well. Mm-hmm. And she goes, how much? And I go, how much? How much can you do? And she started off with like, I think she said like, fifteen thousand RM or not fifteen thousand, fifteen hundred RMB, which would be like, I don't know, around. I think around. Well, no, seven hundred would be. So it was about two hundred bucks, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay, seven hundred. That's I th- a lot of money. I think, if I remember. Anyways, I talked her down to three hundred RMB, which is still probably. I was always I was always told, at least when I was in Morocco and I was a child, that you just you immediately start by cutting it in half the yep. price, at least cutting it in half. Well, I mean, I cut I cut I was told cut it in a third. Okay, and I cut well, weight because honestly, I was looking at the jacket and I was like, I don't know if I really like. I was looking for something a little heavier, mm-hmm. and so but you got you somehow you ended up buying it. Well, well, well yeah. <laughs> well, but once again, though, I told you I'm a terrible haggler, and so <laughs> what happened? True. What happened was. Is, uh, You're too nice for it, right? Is what what happened was is I told her I said, I said this is the most I'm going to pay. I think it was like, at the time with the con- uh, the conversion rate, it was about forty U.S. dollars. I thought you know what, it's knockoff forty bucks for a jacket isn't that terrible. Wait, you said it was three hundred at the beginning. Three hundred R and B. 
Oh, oh, I got R&B. you. I got yeah. you. Uh, you know, Chinese currency. So, anyways, so it started at two, but you said it started at two hundred US uh, US dollars. Yeah, and I brought and it down s- to forty. Oh, okay. But oh, I guarantee good. you, it probably cost them 10, oh, okay. 15 bucks. So you to threw make me it. off because you were going jumping back and sorry from the different currencies. Yeah, right, okay. that's my bad. Anyways, so so I had talked her down to to a price where I was like. I was like, honestly, I'm okay paying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing was, is, is I think she Annabelle's wanted. Annabelle's not happy with that. Uh, well, well, the funny <laughs> thing was, is, is I told her, I told her 300 RMB. Uh-huh. And the the funny thing was, is that she, uh, she, she like kind of told me to be quiet because you're supposed to type it on this little calculator. Oh yeah, because she doesn't want right. other people to right. know what. Right. Exa- yeah. Exactly. And then and then she said she said you know like what's the lowest price like what's the best price and I th- I was like I told you like I'm not going more than 300. Uh, what I should have done every time she asked, I should have gone lower. Well, once again, this was, this was my <laughs> well, first like time really punishment. <laughs> right, right. Like she goes, she goes, what's the lowest? Well, I was going to give you keep 200. asking. Yeah, two hundred. It's going to be free. Right, exactly. <laughs> but here's the thing: is is I told her three hundred, and she's she's like, no, too low. And I was like, okay. And I went to leave. That's the move. And she she literally grabbed me by the chest and was, and was That's like, not the move. Right. And she grabbed me and she's like, she's like, okay, lowest price. And I was like, I told you. She's like, okay, fine. She's like, you drive hard. You know, you drive a hard bargain. Yeah, and the thing is, she's probably not even that bothered by it. Right. This is, it's like, but it's business to them, you know? <laughs> but it's even, like, I love, like, this almost charade that's like, oh, man, you really wore me down. I can't believe I'm... Right. <laughs> but, but Annabelle really, would like, legit wear And in her down. head, she's like, sucker. Right, right. But An- Annabelle, she would legit, like, it was funny yeah, to but watch she had to be willing to do that. Right, and I didn't care that much. you know. And for, I think, yeah. I wonder, are they a little bit more, uh, do they go a little longer with, like, Americans because they have the sort of, a, they just assume we're all rich? Uh, a pro- lot of them probably yeah i was like you have it come on yeah just pay I, it. I mean well if you're if you're visiting china you're probably not a slouch you know I sure mean, I sure mean, you're probably so not financially. we did we did products for for china oh mm-hmm. uh, technology in general i think is a big one yep um, i think i think that also uh, taps into perspectives and, and and practices as well practices would be how they use technology right yes the product is the technology itself the practice is how they use it and the, the perspective would be why. And, and I, I will, think mm-hmm. you also see, oh, sorry, you also see some of that perspective in how they also, like, the all kind of overnight um, skyscrapers that they build. And just, right. like, the, the, how, the, how fast the innovation mm-hmm. needs to happen. Right. Well, I think over there, too, there's a big thing about, um, I mean, China really, I can tell you, they, they want to be the best. Yeah. Like, they really do. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's to the point where... Um, and, and it makes me a little sad. You know, I had a lot of students that really didn't have any, like, hobbies. Like, like I was like, what, you know, asking a, a Chinese college student, what, do you do, what do you do for fun? A lot of times <laughs> you will get the same answer. I spend time with my friends, occasionally maybe watch some movies. Which is a little generic, right? But okay. <laughs> right. And, and either, either I like to cook or I like to eat. W- one of those two. Okay. You know, and and you'll hear you'll hear those kind of all the time, and it's like just because it's an easy one to go to, right? But but very rarely did I hear my students say, you know, occasionally, you know, a student of mine would be like, oh yeah, I, I like NBA and I like basketball or yeah, I like or music, like, yeah. Or, but it's it's very rare. But interesting. But isn't basketball huge in China? I mean, I mean, it is, but I don't think, I just don't think people do hobbies over there like we do here. Right, you know, I think here or we they don't really have like parties where everyone's coming over and getting drunk and drinking Bud Lights and watching the game. I mean, Does that happen? I don't know. That's a good no, question. No one invited you, clearly. <laughs> yeah, well, I also don't. What know are the what... big sports in China? Uh, well, well, there's a professional basketball league, professional soccer league. Okay. Uh, I mean, table tennis traditionally was the big one. Okay. Um, but I think now it's not becoming as now popular. Now probably soccer and basketball are the yeah. big, bigger ones. Seems like ones. those are the really, really huge Makes ones. Sense. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, sports. Sports are an interesting kind of lens into the whole, 
you know, uh, three Ps, you mm-hmm. know, because because the the I think some cultures really give a lot of priority to sports. Like the U.S., we spend billions of dollars every year on sports. Or like how, or if you even look at like the fan base. So if you yeah. look at like tennis or golf or like or, or like even or even formula one like the way they carry themselves in, in relation to like a, a soccer slash fo- football game or whatever american british whatever or whatever form of football we're talking about mm-hmm. here like just a different sort of fan or like rugby like just when you see the different fan bases and how seriously they take their so- sport right and like and like almost how like, or like like even cricket has this sort of like like why does it seem like everything's gotta be so fancy you know yeah yeah, but this this all relates back to these. Well, yeah, but these I think things. it's yeah. yeah part of how they yeah. f- like view themselves in, exactly. in a way. Which is so funny though too, because you have sports like cricket and golf that are in the UK, but then you also have soccer or or, or football as they right. say, right. where where you get these crazy ass hooligans. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Any of our UK listeners out there, but I'm pretty sure you don't have cricket hooligans. Maybe you do. <laughs> you I don't probably know. Probably have rugby ones. I imagine. Well, oh sure, I, I bet but you yeah, rugby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't imagine or cricket, like tennis hooligans. Right. Right. <laughs> Definitely not tennis hooligans. I feel like the only time that would have been happening maybe was back in the day when Andre Agassi was really big because he was kind of on the like the fringe because he had the back in the day he had the really long hair mm. and, and the crazy the clothes. He was tennis. kind of the bad boy. Yeah, Pete Sampras was the good boy, and Andre Agassi was the. Be- I mean, that's kind of how they pitted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, them yeah. like a wrestling match or something. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, it's really fascinating. All that different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of sports and speaking of wrestling, actually, that made me think of sumo wrestling, Ooh. which always gave me an interesting glimpse into like the Japanese culture because like sumo wrestlers are uh, very well respected in Japanese culture, but then there's always been like this sort of like it's always been. See, I'm even scared to say it, <laughs> but it's always been like known that it's fixed. Is it really? I didn't um, know that. But 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 no one ever really talks about it. And you're. And I had no idea sumo was fixed. I, that's what I've heard. At least I heard like it's rigged. Yeah, where like a lot of times they're like sort so of determining kinda, or beforehand who's going to win. So it's like WWE wrestling. But but, but kind it's of. but it's like. But it's no because everyone acknowledges that wrestling is fake and they're kind of fine with it. Right. But like, I, but I think there is sort of like a huge respect thing to, to like a part of the reason why it's rigged is because it's like, well, this is the best guy and you can't disrespect him, and mm. so you, like you're gonna have to let him win. It's like, well, is it the best guy or we just have right. the most respect for this guy for whatever? I don't know. I don't know exactly. That's what interesting it is. though. But huh. I, I and I, but I have heard that a lot of it. I'm not saying every single match is fixed or something. We like need that. to get a sumo expert on here. That would be crazy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, because I don't know what I'm talking about. I guess, but I have definitely heard that there is a level of like, like a lot, like it's not just as it's not it's fixed essentially. Right. And I and 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 I and I and I think it kind of makes sense when you see like how important respect is in these cultures and then like respect as far as like levels of achievement. You know, like achieving achievement is very important in these cultures so it makes sense where it's like you can't just you can't just be some young gun and just come in and beat someone that is considered the greatest like i could see how i get to see where the problem would arise with that socially right yeah that makes sense even though here i think it's sort of we're just always looking for like the best in like some sort of raw number like it's just a different Mm -hmm. idea of what the best is that's true yeah, I think respect is an interesting aspect of different mm-hmm. cultures too, because I think and experience is respected right. a lot more in a lot of other cultures right. too. Maybe. Well, not it's only experience, it's a respected here too. Right, I think it's not. But. I think a big thing too about respect is I think a lot of Americans um, will will be disrespected by someone to avoid conflict. At least I think here in the Midwest, like a, a lot mean? of times. I mean, a lot of times people will 
Um, if you're disrespected in some way in our culture, I don't think you lose face like you do in some other cultures. Mm. Oh, you know, the idea you know I mean? of like of like shaming yourself, right? Right, is not like, as like, big. Like you just see the way people treat people, especially here. kids, right? Well, and 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 like I said, you know, if you look at just like some of these videos of like like the whole Karen. Mm-hmm. Phenomena is like a big thing of this, right? Oh, by the way, have you mm-hmm. seen Jim Gaffigan? He was going to town on Twitter. I, 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 I saw on social media that, that he went viral <laughs> yeah. about that, but I and, didn't and read And there it. was one woman that's like, uh, you shouldn't talk about politics. You're going to lose a lot of fans. And he was like, hey, fuck you, Karen. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> it's just so funny coming from Jim Gaffigan. He's right. like the family-friendly comic. <laughs> right, right. He's, he doesn't swear when he does his stand-up. Yeah, no. he doesn't swear at all. And he is hilarious. And her name was actually Karen, too. It was hilarious. It was great. That, it was too well, perfect. Th- that is too perfect. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, though. I think a lot of Americans, though, they, they I don't know, we just don't. Yeah, we don't we, respect our elders, really. Right, yeah. I think that's an issue. I think another issue, too, is I think a lot of Americans, like we talked about earlier um, when we were chilling outside, was that um, I think a lot of Americans, um, if you put your foot down, you're kind of looked at as the asshole when you're just putting your foot down and establishing mm. boundaries. I think in the U.S. we are very, we've become this culture, and I think some of it's good. We've become, in a lot of ways, a very open culture, right? I mean, I mean, you know, people, people, if they, if they're, you know, the LGBTQ community, you know, there, there's a lot but. of things that that, but, <laughs> but for example, no. that that's not really a good example. But just I think as a culture, we've become more tolerant, which is a good thing. But at the same time, if you disagree with anything like that, you're yeah. kind of seen as the asshole, whether or not you're right or wrong. I mean, I'm not going to tell people what their opinion should be, and if you don't approve of something or you don't agree with it, if you just, you know what I mean. And there's no longer. Especially here in in the United States, I, it's something about like there's no longer like an authority on anything, you know? Right. Like like even though there sh- could it should be like there's no, no one's like I feel like part of that lack of respect is that like all right now we don't have and now maybe and I'm, I'm listen I'm not saying the Chinese system is the best system or anything, but there is something too at least when it when it comes to having these sort of levels of respect, then hope then I imagine. We get less of people being like Fauci's a fraud, you know. Right. <laughs> Where it's like, no kidding. This is a doctor that's been doing this for his entire very, life, very, very long time. And he's yeah. very accomplished, mm-hmm. and it's like now we can't even take a doctor seriously. Like, like, right. like, there's no sort of respect for what someone's accomplished, you know. Well, and I think an issue with that uh, in American culture is is um, as a culture, I think we are in a way kind of anti-intellectual. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is is we don't view education and knowledge necessarily as useful unless it can make us money, which to some extent is true. We need money. You know, if you want a roof over your head, you want food in your belly, you you need to make money, right? There's no other way around it. But, but I mean, the education system definitely gets a bad rap, especially yeah. by like the uh, well, look how you teachers know, are treated. Conservatives in our... In our uh, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, look how, t- you know, so I think... Or even like colleges, like they're looked right. at to be like these quote-unquote liberal, liberal bastions right. where they're spreading lies about Jesus being evil right. or whatever. I, I, they, I don't think... They talk don't, about that. Right. I don't think they are spreading lies, but I think a lot of higher education institutions are very liberal thinking. Sure, of course. You and know? I do think there actually is a problem with, um, like, like, like there, there is a, a, not a problem, but there is a challenge, at least from what I've heard, with like sort of uh, going up against authority 
with new ideas in a lot of uh, educational spaces. Right. And it is almost similar to that sort of Chinese culture where it's like, you, like you, you, I've been doing this for much longer than you. Who are you to tell right. me that, that my, my theories are wrong and right. that you know better than I do? Like it's sort of a right. hard thing to, to broach. But I think the tricky thing with that, it, it's a double-edged sword. You know, I think we need to have respect for people's, uh, experience and respect for our elders 100%. But at the same time, I think the beauty of of our culture here in the U.S. is that we can question things because nobody's always 100% right. right. You know what I mean? And there are so many, like, quote-unquote elders that I just outright find to be utterly, ridiculously yeah. stupid. Sure. Know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like I, like, I can't in good faith, quote-unquote, respect this person, you know, just because they're right. older than me. Yeah, maybe they know more than me, but I can... I, even with the limit amount that uh, my young self does know, I can recognize stupidity, you know? Sure. And and I, I think not even stupidity, but ignorance. Yes. I think ignorance that, yeah, is a bigger true. word. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I think uh, it's it's interesting how different cultures approach a lot of things like this. You know, they approach like the news, the media, uh, the government, all that. And this all still goes back into our products, practices, and perspectives. You know, not to beat a dead horse here, but it's, it's really true. You know, I mean... Um, and it's really fascinating to see how different education systems, government systems, all that kind of works under the umbrella of a culture and how it shapes it and changes it. Yeah, yeah. E- even like the, um, like, uh, th- I was thinking about like um, like East First West Berlin or East First West Germany, how just like the decision to go either capitalist or or uh, communist had such a big effect on the on the cultures of those of those two right. points, you know sides well, and, and you can still see it today like i was talking to my german buddy a while back and he he took me to leipzig and he told me that when you go to a lot of restaurants is that east yeah okay uh-huh. when, when you go to a lot of restaurants in leipzig the service is kind of slow because back during you know communism uh, they weren't making that much money, so it's they weren't motivated by tips. So you mm-hmm. can't really motivate your wait staff really by money, at least if you're if you've been so ingrained in your culture that that you're just doing this job to do the job, right? You yeah. know, um, so so it's really fascinating. So people you know? are actually ingrained that like money is not the motivation, right? It's just this is my job. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's I can't even fathom. Right, as an American, <laughs> it's difficult. It's very difficult to try to think about that, uh, but it's true. Um, so, so yeah, it is interesting, you know, and also, um, I feel like I hate to say this, but I think the U S we are a very, uh, I mean, obviously capitalist, but consumer country, but also I think very wasteful. Yeah. You know, um, I think, I think we, I mean, we, food. yeah, food, I mean, everything, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Fireworks. I mean, big, everything, big, uh, big, big cars, trucks. yeah, yeah, everything. You yeah. know, I mean, justifying super duty pickup trucks for you and, and your right one wife and one kid or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty interesting um, how how all of that works. You know how, and I think a lot of it comes back to status. You know, yeah. and, and and the way, and that's also though I think status would probably fit under practices and perspectives both because I think with status you. The, the practice would be how you do it, right? You buy how a nice you carry car. Yourself, yeah. yeah, you have a nice house. You wear, you know, designer clothes or whatever, right? Whatever mm-hmm. is considered high status. You or know? how even like your culture perceives 
money because not every culture is just obsessing. But over I think rich how people. your culture perceives money would be a perception. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That would of be course. a perception, but Duh. Uh, or a perspective. Sorry, perspective. Right, but still, yeah. yeah too many p words today, Jerry. <laughs> um, I feel like Ben Shapiro right now. Um, but a- there anyways. are a horse in this oh, house. God. Oh jeez. Oh, so Wet ridiculous. Wet p word. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so I think that the thing with um, you know showing status is also a lot of it i think has to do with the the country's culture what what i mean by or sorry history the country's history mm-hmm. uh like for example i was talking to one of my students uh about like russia like how do how do russian people show like status and he said well number one was cars yeah he said you get a nice car you get an suv aren't they kind of they're kind of a flashy uh-huh. flashy uh culture right yeah he said he said nice cars a lot I of think people jewelry yep Yep. Well, and for women, you better believe they're wearing really nice I mean, clothing. I think men too. I imagine watches yeah. and rings right. and stuff. Right. Yeah. And women, you know, they have the hair extensions, the the fake eyeliner. All the stuff costs money. You mm. know. And I think I think some of it is because you know they they perceive it as as making them look more beautiful or whatever. But I think a lot of it too is also kind of a status thing where where you know I can, I can afford to buy this nice watch or I can afford to wear these fancy high heels. You know. Yeah. Um, kind of like how. Um, being overweight used to be like a sign of um a sign of uh of wealth in in like african countries i think in european countries too oh i guess nobility you're right yeah yeah, yeah. and nobility mm-hmm. you were talking way back i thought you meant oh, like 50 yeah. years ago oh no but yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah no i mean like 1800s right shit. Yeah. oh for sure yeah um all that stuff what's interesting too is is also how cultures perceive uh body image you know or, or beauty in general yeah, you the know? aspects that make up beauty is very cult- culturally based, right. e- even within the the the, uh, the country. And and I think in the U.S., you see it a lot in the U.S. too. It's very cultural because of slavery. I mean, a lot of things right. go back to slavery, but I think that's a huge part of it. Like if you were to type in like not, like professional hairstyle versus non-professional, oh, hairstyle, you're right. You get yeah. like white people versus mm-hmm. black people with dreadlocks or something like that, right. which is BS for, for unprofessional. Serious BS, yeah. And so we, and so as I, I, you know, in these countries that are. Uh, you know, we run by white people. They have, especially historically, they have like, especially you know, in places like the U.S. and Europe, decided what beauty means. You know, and that's right. and that's the standard that now a lot of people, you know, are trying to achieve because culturally we've kind of been taught that that's that you know, even if you are, you know, you know, I'm not saying everyone, but for a lot of people, even if they are, you know, not white, you know, they've been taught what what the beauty standards is, and you're ugly if you don't look like, you know, this or whatever. Right. Yeah. 100 percent professional rather right. i should say like, yeah that's a big one too with the hair and stuff yeah and i think another thing too uh, about like beauty standards or, or looks is um is that a lot of americans i think like when i look at asian culture cultures and even european cultures i think they are very much more health focused as in like people generally are in better shape they're slimmer um, they exercise more, you know, and I'm not saying every American is overweight, but we do have a lot of overweight Americans here. Um, and I think, and, and I mean, yes, yeah, some people do have serious health problems and, and they try really hard to lose weight. I'm not trying to say everyone who's overweight, um, is unhealthy or is, is lazy, but at the same time, when I look at this through a different lens, right? Like, like when I would talk to some of my Chinese friends or even some of my German friends and, you know, I'll never forget, like, the, the second time I was in Germany, I was talking to, um, well, I was actually dating a girl at the time I was staying with her family. I was talking to the, the uh, stepmom and, and her dad, and, uh, and they had said that they had a friend that was overweight, and, like, a lot of people 
um, you know, they're not Germans. They're not afraid to make a comment, you know, about it. Um, and it's because it's just viewed as that's just how it is. And it's not necessarily like a dig at your personality or your character or anything, but it's like, we're concerned about you because you're overweight and we're not going to shy away from the situation. Whereas I have, you know, friends here in the States that, that, you know, they wouldn't either, they either there's kind of weird, like two, two ways. They'll either say I'm fat and they say it like they're proud Mm -hmm. or they'll, or they'll say, or they won't say they're fat. Like they'll avoid saying they're fat. Right. Yeah. Or they just like sort of ignore it and fat and fat when i say (laughs) fat like fat is almost like a bad word in the states almost you know what i mean yeah yeah like it has a stigma to it um whereas at the same time though i feel like there's obviously fat shaming in a lot of different cultures too um but i don't think it's viewed the same way as we view it in america like if 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 you know if i put on 50 pounds or 100 pounds and if you said something to me like, I think a lot of Americans would say, oh, Jared crossed the line. You know, that's so rude. That's impolite, right? But you could be saying it and being like, look, dude, are you eating? Like, yeah. healthy? Are you, are you okay? Are I think you, it's just, it's, it's such it's such like a visual, it's, 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 I feel like a lot of times it's sort of a, I don't know, like a visual representation of, of almost like how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's physical representation of how you feel mentally, it kind of, or like, or at least how much you like, I don't know. It's just it's such a revealing thing, and I, I feel like it is right. sort of it is a very vulnerable thing, and I, mm-hmm. I, I it makes sense to me why people are so sensitive about it, but I think that this that sense like the sensitivity is in a weird way not part of the problem, but I but I think it like not being able to even like uh, like talk about it things yeah. is, is not helpful. Yeah, it's yeah. almost kind of like that like I don't see color thing. It's like that's not that's, that's not, not constructive. Yeah, yeah, that's not constructive <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I think a lot of Americans are. We're not good at actually being blunt about how things really are. Like we get so caught up in our feelings, and and I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. Like I think it's good that, and I'm not saying all Americans, but I think a lot of Americans try to be cognizant of not wanting to hurt somebody else's feelings, wanting to be polite, especially here in the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like sometimes, um, sometimes things are you got to say them, and I feel like in the states we're not always great at that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I was at uh, I, I got my propane tank for my grill filled at uh, Home Depot the other day. The, the other day, the dude had no mask at all, and we were outside. Did you say something? No, but I really wanted to. You should have. But we see, were, this is what I mean, though. We avoid conflict. Yeah, a lot of Americans do. Whereas other countries, like, bro, I, you're working, dude. Right? Yeah, it's uh, that's crazy. Though. And we were yeah. outside, but still, like, he didn't even have one. Like, I mean. And, and not even on the his chin. chin, but even still, that would make me mad. But like, right. it's like you don't even have one on you, and you're—I don't know—it was just—it was weird. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of and what here's another cultural. But thing. But I think that's the thing about like about uh, how we care about like how we feel about our health, and and when we talk about mm-hmm. like fatness, I think we kind of see how Americans feel about health when we look at the respond our response yeah. to this virus. You're you're 100 percent right. Absolutely. It, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty uh, uh, exposing how we feel about our health. Yeah, well it's it's clearly not that big of a priority. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I think Americans we want things fast, we want them easy. If they're cheaper, even better. You we know, don't want people to tell us what to do almost right. to a point where if you do, we're then going to like do the opposite in some sort right. of form right. of defiance. Right. It's <laughs> it's like that I saw a really funny meme of um like it's like that penguin where it's like like me me wanting to sleep all day while I'm at work. 
And then it's like when I get home, like 10 p.m., trying to go to sleep, and then the penguins guy's arms crossed. He's like, "Well, now I'm not doing it," <laughs> you know, because and that is kind of an American thing. Yeah. You know, it really uh-huh. is. Like if and I think it comes from our history. Like yeah. it is ingrained in a lot of Americans, just just kind of the way we said "f you" to, to Great Britain. Yeah, like don't you know? tell, don't tell us what to do. It's right, a whole bunch of don't, right, don't but tell us but what it to do. has. You're right though; it has put us in a predicament it's where like we can't try to help. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Just recommending based on what we heard. Right, right. And it's I, like no, you're you're now you're just trying to. Uh, and it's so weird how it immediately turns to like a, some sort of infringement of on of freedoms. You know. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, exactly, and and also too, like how quickly people get defensive about stuff in the yeah. states. I feel like you know, yeah, um, we're screwed. W- yeah, when <laughs> when when a lot of times, yeah. But I think another issue too is we're not very good at taking uh, constructive criticism sometimes, and also unsolicited advice. Yes. Like I was talking to a couple friends of mine. Um, and politicians are respected in any sort of right. fashion. Too. Right. Well, I think I think worldwide you might be able to say that the only reason why some are are um, respected, I think, is honestly out of fear and yeah. just ultimate sure. power. Yeah. I mean, um, Kim Jong. What was it? Kim, Kim Jong Un is respected only because if you don't outwardly respect him, they'll kill you. So right. Sure. He's respected. Um, right. But but yeah. So uh, where was I going with this though? Um, response to the virus. Respecting each other. No, I lost completely. Lost oh, I'm it. Sorry, bummer. Um, but but yeah, um, it will come. They back don't to respect me. their. They res- respect no respect for your government. Oh oh um, no. oh! I no. thought we had it. You're so no. close. I thought it's like so starting too. an old car. Right. right. No kidding. <laughs> oh. I, I think I think the thing in the U.S. though is. Um, well, yeah, as I said, we aren't very good at taking constructive criticism and unsolicited advice. Yes. So wh- what I mean is, is that I've, I've had some friends that, um, you know, grew up in different cultures mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they're anyone around, if the kids were doing something wrong, they would discipline them. Whereas you better believe in America, everyone would have a come apart, mm-hmm. right? You know, oh, that's my kid. You can't, you can't tell me how I raise my kid. And it's like, don't well, talk to Caden like that, r- right? And it's like, well, I'm I'm here at the grocery store, and your kid just dropped a Kate thing of milk. An asshole. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and and so, but you know, what's weird though is I did see this a little bit in China with like young children were just running around rampant, but it seems like somehow once they start school. It's kind of like the parents like hmm. let the kids be crazy, and then once they start school, it's what are they like, doing in those schools? I, I don't know. I was only in the middle schools, high schools, and sure. By that part, so. that, at that point, they've already been indoctrinated, right? <laughs> but yeah, but you know, that's that's the other thing though is is how we discipline is another big aspect of culture. You know how we discipline. You know. Um, and also, like, I feel like in the U.S., we, we can be kind of wishy-washy about stuff. Yeah. You know, whereas I think other places, it's like, nope, you did this, and th- these are the consequences. Yeah, we're not you a know? good, yeah, we're not good discipliners here. Well, I think we have lots of loopholes. We have lots of lots of ways where Yeah, there's always a can... way to get out of something, especially exactly. if you just have money. Yep. Like, there's always, yep. like, how is, I mean, our president's one of the biggest con men in American oh, history. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, how and, is that and, possible? And he, and he will go down in the history books like that. I'm very curious to see what, in the next 20 years, yeah. is going to come out and what we'll know and what people are going to write It'll about. It'll be very interesting interesting to see how people talk about him in hindsight like post right him or post biden or whatever even like like right. yeah down the road a couple mm-hmm. presidents down the road right yeah it'll be really crazy who that's knows? for sure who knows 
Yeah, but I think we've covered our uh, we practices. We forgot to get a song of the pot again. We did. Oh, well. <laughs> we, we were too busy with the three Ps today, Jared. Our uh, products, practices, and perspectives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this was a good one. Uh, we definitely explored some cultural Thank terrain, if I, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so let us know, though, some interesting products, practices, or perspectives from your home culture or a place you like to visit. You know, we we really could have talked a lot more about, you know, different cultures and some products, practices, and perspectives, but you I think we gave a good overview of kind of what they are and how they work in real life. Um, so some of you might be able to gain a better understanding of your own culture or other cultures you visit. What are some that stick with you or, or that stick out to you when you travel? Food for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a big one for me is... The transportation setup, whether they're car people, mm-hmm. pu- uh, motorcycle people, public transportation people, that is that's sort of a, a divide, mm-hmm. like a cultural sort of. You can see different ways people operate in culture through that. I would say, um, like the the uh, uh, like the cityscape, like how much of a like the like you can you can really get a vibe off of people. You get a different vibe off of people in like a big bustling city versus versus like a right. small town. Like these are just all the sort of things that I immediately sort mm. of pick out when I'm trying to. For me, a big product thing that we didn't really mention is uh, architecture. Yes, architecture is a big one. I mean, yes. that's one of the things that really sucks me in whenever I go somewhere. I mean, I can mm. still very vividly remember some of those beautiful Gothic buildings in Prague, for example. Yep. Um, you know, and so stuff like that really sticks. I all think those as well. orange roofs. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, roofs, roofs. No, it's roofs. <laughs> Rufus. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I think one of the cultural practices I really liked when we went to Bali was as as we've talked about before, like the namaste. Yeah. Instead of shaking hands, um, and even like I will say though, there is a different. Uh, level of closeness if, with a handshake or a hug or something because there is some contact or the there. the European kiss kiss. Right. But but there's something also kind of cool about just like doing the, the namaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of cool. So that's a that's a practice I really liked from my it travels. It almost feels like you're send, uh, uh, rather than you're uh, sending good vibes. Sending yeah. peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When even a hug, yeah, there's a, another level of contact and affection there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, for some reason, you don't get that I'm sending peace vibe. Right. <laughs> and, and hugs can be weird too as well, like depending on you know are you are you hugging one of your good guy friends if you're a dude are you hugging yeah. a female because there's just different you know a uh, lot more meanings behind a hug. right right like like the hugs where like if you're hugging a girl and they stick their butt way out and they just yeah, kind of give you a half-ass that, like, hug side one right right you <laughs> yeah know, exactly so, so yeah um but yeah i think the namaste is a, an interesting practice um and i think in terms of perspectives i'm trying to think of a perspective I re- like a why that i think is Hmm. This is trickier. See, now we're getting more abstract. Yeah. I mean, muddier. we talked about the weather. We talked about, uh, you know, like, um, like, a, like communist versus capitalist. I feel like right. these are a lot of the whys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Government. Val- what, or, what you value, whether that's money, whether that's person right. or like collectivism or, or what, sing- what is it? Sing- In- individualism. Individualism. Yeah. And yes. actually with those. I would have to say that uh, I have, I guess, my feet in both pies, per se, there, Jared, because I think there's some great things about uh, individualistic societies. Mm -hmm. I think we produce some amazing, not that other countries don't produce amazing art and music, but I think here in the U.S. especially, uh, there's just some amazing, like culturally, just traditionally, we have great um, music and movies and stuff. And I think innovations 
I like I like I like innovations coming through competition. I like that mm-hmm. idea. Right. Of it's like, not a bad idea. Exactly. It, like you don't like it, it being accelerated by just trying to outdo other companies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. I kind of like that uh, uh, idea. Right. But I do like the thing I like about collectivist countries, especially as we've seen throughout this pandemic, is just being able to come together as a whole and accomplish something together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Realize that that we're all we're all in this together. All at the in end this of together the day. to accomplish yeah. a bigger mm-hmm. goal, and that and that. Every sort of way that we communicate with each other is just sort of like this nicety uh, to keep society going. Mm-hmm. And how is something like this pandemic any different? Exactly. Exactly. So I think I think we've covered it. I think we can put this one in the books, Jared. Yes. Uh, yeah. So let us know uh, some of your favorite products, practices, and perspectives. Um, as I said, in uh, your home country or a country you like to visit, you can uh, hit us up at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. You can see some pictures of our travels. Um, I'll try to have to think about what we could, maybe there's some cool stuff we could post for the three Ps. You know, I'm sure both of us have some pictures from travels that, that might, you know, show products for sure. I mean, architecture, sure, yeah. you know, all sorts of stuff. But we'll, we'll but, think yeah. about it. Anyways, check us out on Instagram. That's the point of that rant. Untranslatable podcast. And also, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. Yeah. So as we say here at the Untranslatable podcast, Yequiame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. Almost the same, almost the same time again. Oh, yeah. Almost. That was fun. Close but no cigar, Jared. Close but no cigar. Yeah, dude.